okay, so this is season two, but like, what do what do we want or what do you want to expect like out of this season personally? Um, I want some more growth. Mm-hmm. I want, I mean, I want us to grow. Yeah. Our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and yeah, I'm ready to just keep growing. I think a lot of um, people were asking, you know, I want to hear more from Allison. You know what I'm saying? But I know so much more is going to come out in season two, not just uh, from us, but also from you, Allison. More in-depthness, more of your truth. Um, as you all probably noticed in season one, there's a lot of pain, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. still p- predominantly with Allison because, like she said, you know, things that she's been through. But to hear more he- things, things come out in her story where the pain can be released Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she can share her truth you know what i'm saying um particularly from not just the mother's perspective but from the father Mm -hmm. you know both of you all and i can honestly say has a heart for and with your father and so i believe season two will bring out more dynamics from the paternal aspect Mm -hmm. because you cannot have maternal without paternal yeah. And you can't have paternal without maternal. And to see a greater level of healing take place, inclusive of myself as well, uh, that's what I'm expecting for season two. I think it's going to get better and better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it, you know, everybody keeps saying, like, I could see you guys on TV one day, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I really want to focus more on, like, um, being prepared to stand stronger as a trio Mm -hmm. no matter where this podcast goes no matter what be able you know what happens I think that for me I want to be able to to just stand stronger stand firm stand secure um and kind of like where you're a a brick wall that nobody can break through Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. I think that's what I'm looking for you know coming out of this podcast with ourselves um because this is the first year that we are here together mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. same state, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's gonna be good. I think whatever comes out of this, which I don't know, yeah, I think it's gonna build us up as a mighty brick wall, mighty, you know, trio to say nothing can break us no matter how much people try. And we, I didn't even know what to expect uh, when we broadcast, take- Broadcast, podcast. <laughs> don't say no broadcast. Cast. Um, I didn't even know what to expect more so out of season one, but it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like we've stepped on the water and just looking to walk in it even more and more and more uh, now that my feet is wet, now that our feet is wet, and to continue to, to, to share, continue to grow, continue to expose, continue to tell our truth, continue to heal. Because it's so much. Yeah. It's just so much. It's just so much. So we're going to just let it rip. Oh, we got another choice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I got sneeze. Hey there, I'm Ari, your petite but powerful kingdom teaching professor and entrepreneur. I bring the sass, the laughs, and the serious, let's get real and heal moments without any filters. Now meet my mom, Pastor D, the number one dunamis woman leading our Healing For My Soul movement. As a kingdom teaching pastor and life coach, she is unapologetically real, raw, and radical, but she's our rock and the voice of wisdom that we all need. And then there's Allison, fierce yet tender, and the voice for many single mothers. She's the silent heartbeat of our family and will be the first to tell you, yeah, life with these two can be crazy, but I got their back and we're in this together. 
As a dynamic trio, we spearhead the Healing From My Soul movement, sharing the miraculous healing power of God through our journey, truths, and a little humor as we guide women to pursue healing as a lifestyle so they may experience freedom within their life and legacy. Hey, you all. Welcome to actually season two of our Healing From My Soul podcast. Oh my God, it has been interesting. It has been real. We are so grateful that you all are not only following us, have subscribed to us, giving us your comments because we are the mother and daughter dynamic trio for this Healing For My Soul movement. So we want to engage with you all as we embark upon this new season because we don't take for granted all what was said, all of your comments, all of your questions maybe that you may have had because we're not here for us. We're basically here for you as we're continuing our own Healing For My Soul journey. So as Pastor Yee, uh, as the mom and Ariel, you you with us right now? I'm with you. You with us? Yeah. All right. Allison? I'm here. You here? All right. We're going to do it, right? I, I survived. <laughs> you did survive. And you was telling your story. Everybody say, I want to hear more from Allison. I want to hear more from Allison. So y'all yeah. got to again on season two. So what is one of the comments? What is one of the questions that something somebody else had? Let's do it. Well, I'm assuming from my mother, um, the rejection part of it um, and not nurture. And I more so look at, because we don't remember what happened when we were first born or they say you only remember stuff up to like you're four years old. So I don't remember the nurturing. So she probably did nurture me. She probably did hold me. She probably did cuddle me. But as I reached to five that I can remember, um, the nurturing was there. And maybe her nurturing is not my nurturing. So my nurturing is different. So for me, you know, when it comes to rejection, it was more so, you know, my, I need this or, you know, uh, I'm, I call myself a tender butterfly. And I felt like she wasn't tending to the butterfly, you know, my wings to be opened up. So that's, (laughs) (laughs) so that's probably where the rejection come from. Mm -hmm. Um, But then as I got older and hopefully this answer your question, but as I got older, I realized her, my rejection may not be her rejection. Mm-hmm. And what I see as rejection, she may not see that as rejection. Mm-hmm. What I see as uh, tender love, she may not see it that way. Her tender love may be pop you upside your head and let's go. That's you right. Know? And my, that her nurturing is not my nurturing. Mm-hmm. And I can't judge her off of that. But all I can do is heal. That's right. That's right. And understand who I am. Mm-hmm. Because reality of it is, my mother is still a woman. She's not, I mean, she's my mother, naturally, because I came out of her, but she's still a woman. So hopefully that answers the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think people, well, none of us really go around saying my mother is a woman. You know? Yeah. Uh, we just see ma or mother or this person was supposed to do this or do that, do this, because there's always a silent cry, I believe, in every child's heart. You know, mm-hmm. um, even when children, particularly yourself, come out of the womb, you know, when you, that's the first thing you do is cry. You know, you can't express yourself. You don't know. But the soul, and, and this is why healing is so important for all of us, because the soul is what I deem as the enemy violates. Mm-hmm. He come and make us because it consists of your mind. It consists of your emotions. And so those emotions is what they really play on uh, 
and the mind is being fed one thing when the emotions is saying, I need this. And I don't think anybody know how to really read emotions, you know, yeah. particularly when you're a child, you know, you cry, you know, uh, that's the indicator you need to be fed, but he uses rejection. Mm-hmm. He uses what we feel is abandonment, you know, for so long, I felt abandoned from my father. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And as I grew, just like you had to grow and realize, man, a woman, you know, she's a woman, you know, she has her own thing, her own stuff going on. My, my father as a man had his own thing going on, but for so long I harbored feelings of abandonment, you know? So I think that this is why this healing from my soul podcast is so paramount because we all harbor our feelings and we carry those feelings and it feeds our thoughts and it make us think one thing or whatever. But I can assure you as well as you as a mother that there was no rejection from the womb. Mm-hmm. You know, when you actually pray and believe God for children, you know, uh, as opposed to some people just have sex, you know, they do it. Oops, I'm pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when you literally, um, I have to really pour your heart out for God to believe for a miracle to happen. And then he literally gives you that miracle. Uh, There was a lot of nurture from the womb. There was a lot of reading and caring and praying for, but once you come out, life is waiting on us. Yeah. You know, life is waiting on all of us. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would say doing this podcast, um, we did it to, because we've been on a healing for my soul movement you know, you predominantly for a very long time and um, not really bringing our personal dynamics to the audience. And so part of, it was a method to my madness of doing the podcast. One personally was for us to kind of come together and be able to discuss some things from a mother daughter dynamic. And I knew that we weren't going to be able to do that just on our own. Like I knew putting together a podcast was like, oh, that's an easy way for us to lay our cards on the table. And so I kind of like set y'all up a little bit in a way, because for me, um, in that first season, I was kind of the one feeling like, I think the narrator in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a lot of people kind of attacked me because I didn't really like share as much. It was more so like, let's bring out the dynamics. Let's be real. Let's see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I wanted us to kind of have that real open dialogue in a safe space um, that I just knew organically wasn't going to happen, you know, just because we're so busy, you know, there's so many other different things happening. So I use the podcast as a way to bring us together. And for me, I would just say that um, ever since the podcast, you know, continue to go to therapy, process certain things. um, I think that we, this has drawn us closer. Um, I think even just from, this past weekend, you know, being at the retreat and you talking about, you know, your sister and dynamics of you being a warrior woman and her being a praying woman helped me see Allison, you know, as a praying woman and me being a warrior and just like our dynamics. And so I think it really has drawn us closer to be able to discuss and for me to see certain things that are happening within you all from a different perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I know our episodes are getting gooder and gooder, as my mom would say, but we want to hear from you. So make sure that you are commenting on the episodes, like the episode, and subscribe so you are not missing any time an episode drops on your notifications. So you know what to do. Comment down below. Make sure you like and then subscribe so we know that you're fully in and committed to the Healing for My Soul journey. Now, get back to your good episode. For me, I'm elated. Um... The first season, 
um, was like a dream come true. You know, um, I have adopted a quote by the late Dr. Miles Monroe that if you don't understand the purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. This podcast have not only allowed me to understand the purpose of it in a greater way, but to fulfill purpose, you know, and using things in my life, good, bad, ugly, truth, uh, it's what my purpose is all about. You know, I think we could all, you could go to therapy, you can go to church, you can sit in a room, you can talk about it, but until you use it, that's when it's really a deeper, deeper, deeper level of healing. And for us to have gone through our purposes and talk about it and me sharing with you all and helping you understand some dynamics as you you have grown up and some of the things that have happened and stuff like that, but now utilizing it intentionally with you two for his purpose for our lives to teach, not to teach, but to impact other people that they will do the same thing in their own way, in their own respective way, um, is is a double whammy. I'm elated. I'm excited. I feel good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for this next season. I want to go deeper. Uh, I carry no shame. You know, I carry no pride because nobody is perfect. Yeah. You know, everybody has a story to share. Everybody has dynamics. And I think in our relationships, we want people to see the fluff. I'm not going to even say the good. It's yeah. the fluff. It's the fake stuff that is killing us, you know. And that's why I'm so open and transparent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because even since the um, last episode, you know, one thing that stuck sticks in my mind, and you for damn sure don't know me, <laughs> you know, oh, because yeah. it's like when I first got here, it was at a point, yes, that's my mother, that's my sister, but we didn't know each other. You're correct. Yeah. As women. Mm-hmm. Like, I know my mother, I know my sister, but the woman aspect, I did not know, and they didn't know me as a woman. Um, and, of course, they don't really know me as a mother. They know I love, you know, the girls or whatever. But, I'm like you said, I feel elated. I feel open. Um, and, in a sense, I'm ready to tell my story. Come on through. Yeah. But what I mean tell my story is because I just really thought about it. I'm like, I'm tired of people telling my story mm-hmm. because my story is not how – it really was like of yeah. what you hear. So it's nothing like hearing a truth and, from and, yourself. And your, and your story is your truth. Yeah. That's what I'm and saying. Yeah. You have your truth. Yeah. I, I have, have my truth, but I think so many people try to take away your truth. Your truth. And, yeah. and yeah, that's why that's one thing I can respect about you guys because your truth is your truth mm-hmm. and your truth is your truth. Mm-hmm. And I ain't trying to take away your truth. That's your truth. Yeah. yeah, and my truth but, is my truth, but, but I can love you in the midst yeah. of your truth. Correct. And that's when, when you're you not really see somebody. When you're not confident, though, to tell your truth and tell your story, which mm-hmm. is the personal journey that we've on, because we, you know, lived in Atlanta, been doing the healing for my soul. We've been telling our story multiple times, right? And so, for you, kind of like walking into that realm or that place, you know, oftentimes when people are not confident to tell their truth and tell their story, you you twist other people's truth and other people's story. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I had to come at you so hard. Like, you don't know who I am and you don't know who I mm-hmm. am because, like, it was just, like, subconsciously you're not ne- recognizing that if I just am confident in who I am and I'm confident in 
the story that I have to be able to tell. I don't have to judge or look at somebody else based upon their story or try to narrate it to fit my emotions or to fit how I feel. And so it was like a lot, you know, with that, with the last season, because people were like, you know, Arielle, your sister's trying to tell you something and you should love on her more. And this is the time that, you know, you're going to need her at some point and she's a mother and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bump that. Like, I don't care about how y'all feel. This mm -hmm. is my truth. Like, this mm -hmm. is who I am mm -hmm. as a young woman no children, not married, how I heal and deal. And yes, like she said in the last episode, majority of women are going to relate to you because they are single mothers mm -hmm. and they do have children and you end up not being able to walk in your own journey and your own truth because you're given to so many other people around you. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to kind of hear someone stand up in their own way to say, no, like mm -hmm. this is who I am. And, you know, I think you also being able to speak your truth and say your story and stand on your own self, that that's the freedom that people were looking for, which is why people are like, I want to hear more of Allison. I want to hear more of her because then we can all compliment each other. You know, it doesn't seem like one person's attacking the other person. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and every, you all have, well, let me just say this. I know you all have heard the truth hurts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know you've heard it as well. But there's a truth that hurts to bring more hurt. Yeah. And there's a truth that hurts to bring more healing. Correct. And, and growth. And growth. You know what I'm saying? And I'm speaking from a mother's standpoint because it's hard for mothers to hear truth when we have fought, sacrificed, did things, even as a woman, not as a mother, that we should know we're not perfect. So if we're not perfect, we didn't hurt y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think we try to be so wonderful that even when we try to be so wonderful, we hurt you all even the more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But to face the truth that, yeah, I listened to you all. That happened. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And some things I couldn't avoid. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I had to come from a healing standpoint and that's where I love the first season because it allowed me to even hear you all's truth even the more tell my truth but yet knowing that that's all of ours yeah and it doesn't take away from nothing or nobody but inevitably bring us closer together and stand with you in your truth stand with you in your truth and I think we're so busy as society not just as parents and children try to take away people's story their truth. That, that, yeah. that pissed, I ain't gonna lie, that pissed me off this first season. I'm like, did y'all watch the whole episode? But or were you just looking at 30 be, be, second clips? Because you all. And creating like be, a. Which be, is what naturally people do. Yeah. Because like you don't, you're not able to be true to your own self. So you kind of like pick apart people's stories the best way that you can. Well, but. To be, narrate. And it's just, this is a natural way we live in society, but it's just yeah. like, man, it, it really, to me, seeing some of the comments the good and the bad, but most importantly, I'm just talking about the bad. It really let me see like how people are really afraid of their own truth and people their own are. story and people, people are and their stuck. own self. And that's yeah. the thing yeah. that where I'm at, even though I'm 36 years old or I will be 36 years old in about like five days, but it helps you. A lot of people don't realize they're still little girls mm -hmm. or little mm -hmm. boys. Mm hmm. And when you hear the truth, it helps you grow up. And a lot of people are afraid to grow up. And the only way you're going to grow up is to face 
your shit. Yeah. Not your truth. Your shit. Your secrets that are hidden in torment that you want someone else to cover up, Mm -hmm. pay for, or either don't even deal with because you're not even to deal with. You see what I'm saying? And the truth, as it says, even in the word of God, it comes to set you free. Mm -hmm. But particularly as a people, and then as women, we were, we automatically want to conceal. You know, and even for me, you know, growing up in my era of time, you know, I was always taught what goes on in this house stays Stays in this house. house. Then you take that everywhere. You take it to even in corporate America. Don't bring your personal stuff in here, you know. So in society and homes, and you know you ain't going to talk about it in the church because you really got to look good, like you're holier than thou and you're wonderful and you got your, your ordination papers and all this other stuff. But the, I, I come to tell you blatantly, you got your shit. Mm-hmm. Your secret's hidden in torment. And this healing for my soul, not only podcast but movement, uh, we want you all to be free. Right. And the right. only way you can be free, first of all, you got to face it, but we got to be free. Yeah. You know, I'm not here to be anything but free. And yeah. I'm not here to convince anybody of anything because at the end of the day, this is my soul. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know I'm not perfect, but at the end of the day, I accept my truth. Mm-hmm. And he, God don't even want you to be perfect. He just wants you to be real. Yeah. And that's why I say I own I own my shit. I know. Like, I had this one guy tell me, Allison, you're not ready for being married. You, you're not ready for a relationship. You're right, I'm not. I ain't finna tell you I'm ready for a relationship. I ain't finna tell you I'm ready for a husband. Because I don't want to see stuff around the house. That's me. I want to come into my own humbly abode. But that's why I own my stuff, and I say I own my shit. But one thing I always say is at the end of the day, you have to own your shit. Because when you die, ain't nobody going to jump in that casket with you. I love you, mama. But oh, I ain't, ain't jumping in, in that with you. And I trust me, I ain't going in there with you. Yeah, and, I, and I ain't gonna be where you're jumping not, in there you with know you. how the folks be pulling off. Oh, I am I'm, not. I, I Matter of fact, I'm gonna form a smile on her face. She gone happily. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I, I tell people when you in that when you in the trenches, ain't nobody in there with you. So you can't be mad at nobody. When you in that casket, nobody's gonna be in that casket with you. Yeah. So you gotta deal with your shit. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it's real, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh that that allowed us I believe just to sum that question up um cause us to come closer in my mind mm-hmm. uh and the beautiful part let me just say this that I think parents and and, and I'm particularly myself as a mother and mothers we always staying stuck in in you my child I hear people say that all the time my child they 50 years old you're talking about my child you know what I'm saying to to hear you all be able to express yourself that is even inclusive of myself. And you all express it as women that are developing into more of a woman. Being a woman is a development mm-hmm. that will go on always. Rather, 36, don't get excited because more <laughs> shit going to come out at 46. It's a, that's, that's the beautiful part about aging in a sense because healing causes me to age but yet get younger. Because the woman is, is developing and the woman can face herself. The yeah. woman can handle herself. The woman can manage everything that happened in a graceful and beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next comment. Next question. Healing for my soul book. book. <laughs> that book is real. Yeah. Uh, the purpose of that book is because you will see women beyond ourselves 
that have really stuck through their processes of emotional healing and faced their secrets hidden in torment, dealt with their pain, their pride, their anger, their ignorance in a lot of ways of not knowing and their naivety. You know, so I would recommend that book, Healing the Heart of a Woman's Soul to every woman, because we we fail to realize we first of all, we need one another. Mm-hmm. Your story sharpens my story, helps me to identify aspects of my story that has been suppressed and repressed. So I think it's worth it. Would y'all get anything on that one? I, I mean, I would say any any book that you have written has been thought provoking. Um we didn't, this movement didn't just grow because we started the podcast. Us. Yeah, because we started podcasts. Yeah. I think that's the thing, too, of like, you know, being able to put this podcast out to the world. Um, I felt confident because we got a tribe, a, a, a committed tribe of women who are like, I've seen miraculous results in my life, in my healing, in my growth. And that book, Healing the Heart of a Woman's Soul, tells just a glimpse of some of those stories. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like no matter what dagger, no matter what you throw my way, the miraculous results and the outcomes are happening. Mm, Now, whether you want to humble yourself, like I said in season one, you got to humble yourself to heal. That's up to you. If you want to let pride, judgment, all those different things block you from your experience of your healing, then that's on you. But miraculous outcomes are happening. And I think that the sexual healing for the woman in you book Brought in 30,000 women. Yeah, right? yeah, it did. The Conquering the Battlegrounds of the Mind, 20, 40,000. Mm-hmm. You know, Healing the Heart of a Woman's Soul, that was something that we put together. And it's like, the truth is always going to set people free. And it's going to bring in people who want to be real with themselves and who want to grow. And so for me, I'm just like really grateful, whether you get the book or not, whether you're like, oh, I don't know if this yeah. is real or not. That's between you and your God. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like... I would I say you and yourself. Yeah, you and yourself. But <laughs> yeah. being here and knowing that we have some ama- amazing, powerful women who are supporting us because they have seen miraculous outcomes in their life, their legacy, their relationships. They sit and watch this podcast with their daughters because they're mentoring and they're learning and they're growing. There is no comment that ever can be said to me about what we're doing here mm-hmm. to make me believe that we are not on the mark. Because like I tell your daughter all the time, look at people based upon the fruit. Yeah. Don't hear what they're saying. You could watch a whole bunch of podcasts, but where's the fruit? Where's yeah. the fruit of the souls? Where's the fruit of and the freedom? And that's just showing a part the of the fruit. Yeah, yeah, that's a part of the fruit. And so you have good fruit and bear good fruit based upon your commitment to God and the commitment of this healing. And lives and families and husbands and marriages have been transformed by that. And I don't know the other fruit of any other pastor. I don't know the other fruit of any other podcaster. I don't know the fruit of any other YouTuber. But what I do know is the fruit of what you have and people are going to back up that more and more and start building their own trees and creating greater fruit for their life and their legacy. So, and I'm yeah, look I'm at confident. us. You good I'm fruit. Good fruit. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, look at us. Yeah. We may be crazy. We may be single. We may be a lot of speak shit. for yourself. Yeah. But I think, um, but I you think may the, be crazy. You may be single. But the, but I am sane and single, <laughs> single, sane and single, sane and single. Yeah. But look at us though. But I, but I, but one of the best things that, I could have ever done, and I'm grateful not only for you all that I did it from a mother's perspective, but as a woman, is that I embarked upon my own healing journey. And I don't think that you can lead anyone in anything until you do it yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I have to be the first partaker of any and everything that I do. That goes from healing, that goes from preaching, that goes from whatever is talking to me first. And I have to go through the processes. I have to apply it. And it's not a biff, biff, bam, bam. And so when you read any book, yes, she is absolutely right. You're going to get truth. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. But I do believe for that healing the heart of a woman's soul, the, there's so many layers to this healing for my soul movement. And one of them is, is to bring women together. Mm-hmm. We are the most high, pious, divided, segregated species ever and we got so much power and when we come together that's where the movement is when we come together that's where exploits and miraculous things happen and this is why the enemy loves to keep us divided competitive jealous gossiping betraying one another backbiting one another and the list go on and on Mm -hmm. when all you got to do is one thing come together Mm -hmm. so when you get that book and read it you're not going to find judgment Mm-hmm. How can I judge you when I got my own stuff to deal with? Mm-hmm. And when you don't deal with it, you do judge one another. You do put down somebody else. So when we as women, particularly black women, it ain't just limited to two, don't get it twisted. But we ain't no easy piece of work mm-hmm. to bring together. That book is a miracle within itself. Yeah. And I'm working on volume two. That book with those 10 women is a miracle within itself to bring together. And we still, after that book has been published, standing together, you'll find every last one of them women in that book at that retreat this weekend we just did. Mm-hmm. All of them. Hey, you all. Healing is always needed for the heart of a woman's soul. So that's why I am here to admonish you. Get a copy of the book, Healing the Heart of a Woman's Soul. For over 20 plus years, I have been coaching women to go on their healing journey and walking it out. And you will find this compilation book your story, your life, because why? All of us are dealing with pain. So go to www.healingformysoulpodcast.com and get a copy of your book today because one woman's healing is another woman's healing. Now, enough of that. Let's get back to this episode. Why? Because healing is a lifestyle. Yeah, so everyone got a letter. Um, They didn't read it right away, though. I think you read yours, like, when we were in Mexico, Mm -hmm. the weekend of the podcast release party, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you came in my bed right before. I sure Um, did. And I can't remember, what would you say? You had put a part in the book that you felt like you was, in a sense, I won't say a problem, but you wasn't accepted. Mm -hmm. Um, And those thoughts were playing in your mind. So when I came in there intentionally, I came in there because usually a daughter getting the mama's bed, mm-hmm. you know, but I got in your bed and I just held you and put your head on my chest to let you know you were not a problem. You were not uh, uh, ignored. You were not whatever that mm-hmm. that the typical word in that book was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's all I needed to say. Mm-hmm. Out of all that that I read, that's all that was needed to be said because you are one of the best gifts mm-hmm. that could have ever been given to me by who you came from. Nothing about you all is ignored. For me to un- to hear the devil playing with your mind, yeah. shoot. Yeah. I had to demolish that demon. Yeah, because I, I said in the letter how sometimes I feel like life could just be better than just you and Yes, are. yes, yes, yeah. And that, that bullshit. I think sometimes when you're a strong person, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you don't realize that people can be going through their own battles within their own oh, mind. Oh, mine, And yeah. I, though I told you, like, it's not something I would execute, 
whether thoughts of suicide or whatever the mm -hmm. case may be. But sometimes you could be so powerful in your own way that, you know, when you're not, when you feel misunderstood, when you feel like no one sees you, it's like, would life just be better if I just wasn't here, you know? And I think that, you know, they always say check on those strong friends. And so sometimes you are so strong that people don't think that you have a level of weakness mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. you battle. And this particular year, I think I battle with mental thoughts, or, you know, of just negative mental thoughts, the more, the most I ever have in my life, honestly. And I was like, man, people really deal with this on like a daily basis. And so for me, I had to express that not because I wanted pity or not because I wanted you to feel bad, but it was like, Ariel, you got to break these things out of your own mind and you got to expose because the more you expose, the more that people can be able to hold you accountable for what it is that you, you know. So that was just, you know. And, and going to the other letters that you writ, wrote, um, I had a great, have a great respect for you to expose those thoughts. You know, I love the excerpt on the movie Family That Prays when when the the mother told the son, it's your private thoughts that give me pause. Mm -hmm. And we fail to realize our children are carrying private thoughts. I don't care how old they are. Right. And the enemy plays on those private thoughts. And so for you, as beautiful as you are, gifted as you are, the position that you are in this in this this legacy builder for you to be able to expose that in the letter and break that thought it was not pity but it was my responsibility with the spiritual authority that God has given me not only as your mother but as a businesswoman a, a, a spiritual covering in a sense to demolish it mm -hmm. i believe nobody carries authority greater than a mother and I want every mother to be healed, to know how to walk in her authority. But because I do, it wasn't pity. It was to come in there, just my presence, and to tell you that, not to, let's dissect the letter. You know what I'm saying? Right. Let's talk about this daughter, <laughs> you know? But to demolish that thought, because you're being prepared for so much greater. Mm -hmm. And I refuse to allow the enemy to find you here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Elevation is inevitable. Success is inevitable. How do you think people are elevated and successful? And once they get up there, the enemy finds them. Mm -hmm. They go cuckoo. They go crazy. They shit come out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That shall not happen on my watch. So I commend you for doing that. All right? Other letters. Your letters, Aria. Um, It's crazy that you had the same that thought. Because you had it, too. Because I had it. And, and, and she has it, and too. Only thing is, I told mommy mm -hmm. when I had it because when I first got down here from Chicago, um, it was me, Genesis, and Christy, and I got in that apartment, and I called mommy and said, "My, I honestly, I could take me and Christina out, and Genesis will be okay," mm -hmm. because. You guys told me. Now, I don't know how I'm crying on season two, but I said you guys told me that no matter what happened, Christina would not be okay. So that's why I was like, oh, well, I mean, Christina go back with her daddy. And I don't want Christina to go back with her daddy. Mm -hmm. I don't want Christina to, not saying I don't want her to know her father's side, because I do, but because of the battle that I went through mentally with him and knowing what they have what they're dealing with that they're not facing, I don't want her to be stuck with them. 
So I told mommy, I said, Ma, I had a dream. I took me and Christina out, but I know Genesis will be okay. And so I had the same thoughts. And then even coming here, and I didn't tell you guys this, but I, my rejection came up mm-hmm. from you. You know, because I'm like, why my sister don't, why do she hate me? Mm-hmm. I am a loving person. I like to have fun. Yeah, I joke around. You know, I'm not serious. And even until I'm like, my sister literally hates me. She does not see me. And I've kind of shut off mm-hmm. the relationship. Because I said, you know what? I love her. But I love her because she's my blood. But as far as a sisterhood, I felt like I get more sisterhood relationships for people out there than I do in here. And I'm talking about me and you. Mm-hmm. And I see other people be sisters, and I'm like, okay, then why can't I be a sister with her? And that's why I, like, even Genesis and Christina, I'm like, even though they're 13 years apart, but it's like, you know, Genesis, that's still your sister. And even, you know, Christina still play with Genesis, but it's like I don't have that with my sister where I can go lay my head on her lap and just cry. I can do that with anybody else, but why I can't do that with my sister? Mm-hmm. So when you wrote that letter about our sisterhood and and you want to get close, and it's like I do want to, but I'm like, honestly, I don't want to be disappointed and rejected again because if I come to her and I want to lay my head on her shoulder and just cry from a sister aspect, she's going to reject me. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be like, Allison, so – how I battle with the demons. I mean, yeah, mommy prayed for me, but me battling with that in my mind, it's like, you know what? Instead of, and I'm the type of person, instead of dealing with rejection, I just walk away from it. I just be like, you know what? Forget it. I don't even, I don't even want nothing to do with Ariel. Yeah. You know, cause I'm like, I felt like even me coming here and I, I get it. You know, Allison, you wasn't here and no, I wasn't here while you were building it. I, I was here in the beginning when mommy first came up with the idea. Hell, like I tell everybody, I went into labor, going to Walmart, looking for lint traps for the dryer, mm-hmm. uh, for the transitional home. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, so it's like, you know, I went into labor working for mommy. Even I was having contractions and I was sitting at the office and this and that. And that part you don't know about, and it's like you just see from your perspective and your truth, which I'm not and, knocking and that. Like I'm we not would, mad but at like that. we said earlier, that's your, that's truth. your truth. So, and I'm not yeah. knocking that. And yeah. I was here, you know, when she first had the transitional home and ladies tearing up the house and they're not respecting it. And I'm sitting there coming in and, you know, I'm sitting there taking care of everything and, you know, all this other stuff. And, you know, my Dodge Neon uh, with the hood popping off and I got a bungee cord holding it together. And I'm sitting here doing everything, you know. So I was here too, but I just didn't have the fortitude to build because I seen ladies trying to come in and take over Dunamis Woman and take Mommy's Vision and this and that. And no, I didn't activate the way you did. And so I felt like when I first came here, it was like, Allison, now you have to suffer the way I suffered to get the game that I have. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm not saying, no, I don't need to suffer. But then at the end of the day, I felt like you didn't see me also. And you didn't respect me also. 
And I've always had a high respect for you. And I've always had a high, high regard for you. Um, you know, and I can't wait till you make me an auntie with them sons so I can, you know, <laughs> nurture them, you know what I'm saying? And, and gravitate towards them and, you know, be the auntie that I'm not gonna say the auntie that we never had, but be the auntie, you know, where we are together, where Christina, like how Christina was like, mommy, no, your auntie, you know what I'm saying? Where I can still impart in them just like you impart in mine. Mm -hmm. And we have that sister relationship where, you know, if we're hurt or if a man hurt us, we could talk to each other. I feel like I can't even talk to you if I get hurt. A lot of stuff that I've been through with, you know, uh, exes, Other. you don't even know. Mm -hmm. And that's why I told, I told mommy, I said, Ariel don't know. I am a strong ass bitch. Mm -hmm. I've been through some stuff. I've dealt with some stuff. And that's why we have this healing for my soul, not only podcast, but movement. Mm -hmm. Because not only have we been through some stuff, you all have been through some stuff. Everybody has been through some stuff. Yeah. But let me just say this in closing. For me, people go out here. I'm speaking from a mother's standpoint. Children go out here and they build relationships in schools, churches. This is my sister in the Lord and all that. And you don't have a wholesome relationship with your biological sister. Mothers have sacrificed. Mothers have taken some stuff. And our children end up being what? Divided. Mm -hmm. And out there in the world, we got more going on. Sororities, church, ministry, schooling, cheerleading. And we got more sisterhood than in the house. Mm -hmm. So healing starts in your house. Don't start out there. It starts at home. Look at us. Look at us, because one thing I've always told you all, and I will tell it again, and I'll tell you again, there's certain crossroads in life that nobody can be there. You can have a friendship and a sisterhood with certain people, but when it comes to certain crossroads, y'all got to stand together. Mm -hmm. Have y'all ever heard me tell you that? Mm -hmm. And we got to work through the stuff for you to stand together. When I leave this earth, God forbid, before you, your daddy leave this earth, you all got to stand together. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I'm not here to put you out there together. I'm here to stand with you as long as breath is in my body. But I ain't going to stand with you and y'all divided. I'm going to keep bringing you together. So I commend you for that letter. I commend you for speaking your truth, me speaking mine. He's steadily doing a work in all of us. Mm -hmm. Let him do the work in you. And that's the purpose of this podcast because it's hard. I ain't going to tell you it's easy. But you got to find that place. So many mothers have left here with words unsaid. So many people have left this earth with words unsaid. And you ain't dealing with no just pain. You're dealing with regret. And we're not going to have the regrets. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So we may even do a show on how do you deal with stuff to heal from regrets. Because I cause a lot of people grieving. You ain't grieving, you regretting. Because you somebody left here, you didn't express your heart, questions wasn't answered, you might not wrote a letter, write your letter. Even if they're gone, write a letter. Write your letter. I'll write my letter. But you started it. Write the letter. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And there's more letters that could be written. All right? Thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for being with us. Stay tuned. 
because we got more to come on this Healing for My Soul podcast.